Why are you, Josh? Why are you like all shucking over there? Because I just see him like, oh, shucks over on the side. And I'm like, oh, whoopsie doopsie. What do we do over here? What did we bring up? What does old man Josh want to say now about technology? What is he scared of? Because <laughs> Enforcer says you're an old man now, so. Anywho, you have to catch we me can, up later. I can catch you up with yeah, that. All right, all right. We'll catch you up later, old that man. That has nothing. <laughs> I old have man. passed off the title of old man. Should, should I start getting touch of gray? All right. Cool. I, I got you recording now, and you can hear us. I had to use stereo and Discord and uh, audio individual channels in the DAW. So that's what was going on. Mm-hmm. Both were trying to do the multi-channel. So let me ask you this, Josh. What is your uh, uh, resting heart rate? Um, 80s oh, or whatever. I don't know. Okay, you're already disqualified. Um, Sorry. <laughs> so uh, I've okay. always been told it's been normal. So I don't know. Have you heard of this guy, Jack Murphy? Have you heard of him? He's kind of been popular no. recently in uh, right-wing uh, you know, conservative circles and that. Popped up probably the last year or two. If you search him right now, you'll (laughs) be careful. (laughs) That's all I say. (laughs) Turn the safe search off. No, do not turn safe search (laughs) off if you look him up right now. His real name is Goldstein. Um, That sounds familiar. Yeah, well, he goes by Jack Murphy online with all of his stuff. So he's the guy. He sells a, a, a subscription to a website where you pay $99 a month to learn how to be an alpha male like him. Yeah. And, you know, he... he I take it Aaron subscribed? No. Oh, I, I hope not, especially after recently. But, yeah, so this is the guy that he teaches men how to be men. And uh, he yeah, essentially got kind of outed as a fraud recently. He was on a, a podcast and someone read um, uh, an article, uh, a super chat, and they're like, could you explain the cuckolding art, uh, article that you wrote? And the guy just went off what? on her and started uh, yelling and swearing at her. Yes. And then all, all the stuff just starts coming out about what you know he did in his past and everything, and people have been turning on him. So that got that's what started the whole conversation of what does it mean to be a man in America nowadays? Because obviously it's not the Jack Murphy version of a man. Yeah. Uh, you saying that your heart rate was um, in the eighties would disqualify you from joining his private low group. What you have to have a resting heart rate sub seventy to get into his low group. That's qualification one. Interesting. Uh, so resting heart rate sub seventy. Do a two-mile run in 18 minutes. I'm sure you could do that, at least back in your prime. Uh, 12 reps of pull-ups or chin-ups, 50 reps of push-ups, and 100 bo- body weight squats. Interesting. <laughs> so I was Interesting. like, yes. Interesting is uh, the w- the word of the day with him. So, but yes, Jack Murphy is, If yeah, that that's what started this whole conversation with me and Aaron and Aaron and me went into a little more detail on what exactly this guy did, and yeah. Ew. <laughs> that's one way to put it, Aaron. I was going to uh, say, that's probably the least to say. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, uh, it's like that, this is rated G. What has been discovered he's done has been rated, yeah, triple X. And 
Oh, yeah. yeah. People haven't been happy with that. They also haven't been happy with him, like, literally, it, he goes, oh, this is peak alpha masculinity. This is how you be a man. He's like, I told my wife to, or his girlfriend at the time, sorry, don't want to misspeak. He he told his girlfriend at the time to go have sex with Matt from Tinder because that was his will for her. Yeah, he's that type of guy. Interesting. He's a little delusional. Yeah, I know. And this is the type of, this is what he's presenting as manhood in America, as you, you, this is, you're in control of what you're. You tell your woman what to do. Yeah, exactly. You tell your woman what to do. This is, you're, you're in control of her and that is what makes it. it, Yeah. The article is just weird. (laughs) She must submit to you. It, it, It was. All sorts of horribleness on multiple levels. He's so icky. that's why I was like, you know what? I wonder what Brewer's doing because I'd like to hear what his thoughts, since he's the only married one that we know of that uh, has been here before, what his thoughts are on being a man. Yeah. How do you be a man? Come on, Brewer, educate us. Make us work for that $99 a month fee for <laughs> to, um, Josh's luminal order of whatever. How do you be a man? Tell me the secrets. Uh, by the way, I just sent you in Discord the article that I was referencing that he wrote. Oh, no. <laughs> well, first step in being a man is um, read the Bible. Oh, re- step number really? One. Interesting, yep. is it? And last step to being a man is uh, read the Bible. He's not being a man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron's calling you out over here. <laughs> well spin right there. <laughs> I say, Aaron is calling you out right here. He's calling you to the man, and he wants to... We're about to duel it out. Duel it out over the air because Josh is in quarantine still. Aaron, that didn't look like dueling it out. That looked like, you know, two women slapping each other. It's been a while since I've had to throw fists, you know. Is he fighting his hands? It's more like, I wish I could show you what this looks like. It looks like... Just, Someone flailing into the air. Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> okay, so you said step one and last step, read the Bible, which <laughs> Aaron called you out for. <laughs> which I, I'm sure you could turn around and call Aaron out on. Oh, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> 100%. Okay. <laughs> what else there, Josh? What else? What are wisdom pearls do you have? That's it. Well, I guess, I guess you have to break it down into... The areas of being a man. All right. So, what are the areas? Yeah. Educate I us, mean, Josh. Come on. I want to hear Josh wisdom. I haven't heard the Josh rant in a while. Yeah. Oh my goodness, I'm rusty. Um, yeah, he's been put on and, the spot and I want now. you to say it in front of Amy too, so she hears it. You <laughs> can get her reactions. <laughs> she has priceless reactions. I know she does. That's why I want them. But anyways. All right. So what? So what are the areas? Um, are there any areas? Okay. So spiritually, let's let's start there. You said you, first and last step: uh, read the Bible. Any other areas in that area spiritually uh, to be a man? Um, lead the household. Lead the household. All right. Yep. All right. Good old Jack Murphy there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Sorry. I, I, in case you couldn't tell, I have a. I am not a fan of this guy. Oh no, same. Oh no, I I, I don't blame you. 
And um, and what I the article I sent you is probably the most PG reason why I don't like him. Mm. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it gets, this it, man's it, got a lot of dislikes. Then it gets good. Yeah, there's a, there's there's some um, there's some horrible quotes in there. Yeah, <laughs> but anyways. So, all right. So, being the head of the household, so what? What? What do you say for those guys then that are single? That how? how I'm not a man. <laughs> <laughs> no, Aaron, you're a boy. Yeah, I'm a real. Oh boy. Oh, no. <laughs> and his nose just got longer. What? <laughs> no, don't get gonna, it. I'm gonna spit my soda all over. <laughs> I, I don't um, know how to take that conversation right there, so I'm just going to drop that one off and whoop, move on to the next. Um, no, but what do you say? And, and I'm asking you in particular this, Josh, because I, I would like your thought on this. Is you coming from the married man perspective, you know, you bring up, you know, read your Bible, um, be the lead of the household. What does that being the lead of the household, what, what, what would you say like? that looks like for maybe a single guy? Because you have been single before, obviously. Now that you're married, um, I think it just has to come down to to a uh, uh, getting rid of uh, self righteousness. Self. Um, well, you want to be self righteous. Well, no, 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 you want to be righteous. Uh, more on the pride side. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, As you're just knowing when you're wrong, admitting when you're wrong, owning up to stuff. Yep. And and using that to go farther in life, mm-hmm. um, I think that's probably the biggest thing you could possibly do. And it's always and it, this, the the second biggest thing is a willingness to learn, a willingness to change. Now, obviously, you have certain changes that you should need not have to change to. Um, that's getting into more political and societal aspects, but in regards to one own self, Mm -hmm. being willing to adapt, to try to understand, to try to go is probably, I can see some people saying, well, that's, that's what girls should do too. That's what. Um, anybody should do. And well, and I think everyone, regardless, male, female, whatever, single, married, engaged, dating, whatever, uh, to your point should be willing a, to learn from mistakes and admit up to the, whatever they did that may be wrong. <clears throat> Jack <Goldstein. clears throat> <laughs> uh, but I think those are great points there on that because there's a lot of people that will just like to blame. Uh, society, blame the weather, blame yeah. whomever else for whatever is their failing that they've fallen short on um, or the thing that they did wrong, such as yelling at a person for reading a super chat. <laughs> We're just going to get roasted. <laughs> In case you haven't figured it out, I'm not a fan of this Jack Murphy guy. <laughs> really, really not a fan. Yeah, no, I, I like those points there. Now, you brought up societal and political segments. Interesting. Ew. So let, let's jump into probably the one that will, Aaron will be able to follow with the easiest, the societal version. What is that? 
Yeah, exactly. That was my scare, my thing there. Obviously, some of those things touch over into it as well. You know, be, learning from your mistakes, owning up to things, you know, uh, admitting when you're wrong, sort of things. Not being prideful. What else would you say is maybe good characteristic? Let's start, you know, of being a man, especially, you know, and I'm leaning more on you right now, Josh, because A, you're married. B, uh, you're a product of your time and your generation, you and Aaron are. And C, um, I know you could be a little more eloquent. (laughs) I said a little. (laughs) I didn't say greatly. (laughs) <laughs> um, what are some other good characteristics? Yeah, it, it, maybe in that societal area, you know, that you kind of touched on a little bit. Obviously, you touched on a few things already. Give me more. Well, I was watching something today for church um, by Andy Stanley, and uh, it was kind of making me think back a little bit. Um. Having a mindset of trying to be better, trying to do better. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of people that I know, a lot of people I work with, a lot of people I go to school with. They just kind of have this mindset of, well, this place, you know, might not be the way I thought it was going to be, or uh, I may not be getting treated uh, the way I think I should be getting treated, or um. Uh, you know, they don't care. Why should I care? Gotcha. And I think ultimately in this mindset of society wise, um, I mean, there's, there's other areas we could go into, especially when it comes to masculine versus feminine. But in the idea of as a whole with society, that mindset of doing better than the last person is what has got us so far here in this time with technology with um i did look at look, look at people who 100 years ago couldn't vote didn't even have a say now they do now obviously there's other things going on too but just just as a point you know trying to do better for everyone as a whole and not allowing uh, a one group or a few people or a single person in your life to kind of drag you down and putting you in a spot to where you're allowing their negativeness to impact you. Um, because when we, is simply put, if Aaron sits there and he goes, ah, well, the church is not preaching like it should. Why should I care about spreading the word of God? At that point, you are no different than the church. As much as we in our times of emotion like to give that same emotion back as a a way of saying, here's a taste of your own medicine. We're doing nothing to better anyone or any situation by just trying to get even. At that point, we are the same, and we are just adding to this massive or this accumulating number of negative negative mindsets and beliefs um, so I think society-wise, doing what you can to better it off for the next person is probably one of the best characteristics for that. Okay. Um, if I'm, I'm sort of, I'm sort of losing myself as I speak here. 
Okay. Uh, so my question then is, do you think right now as a society in general, I'm, I'm t- talking in general, I'm not looking for specifics because there's always going to be people who are going against the general, who are always going against the grain. Going against the grain, yes. There are always people who are going to be, you know, the abnormal, as you could say. But would you say right now people are more into that, hey, I want to make it better for the next person, next generation behind me? Or are you more, are you seeing more the whole, I'm thinking I'm going to do what's best for me and I'm going to make everyone cater to me? Because if if I'm being honest, if I'm looking around right now, I'm seeing this from, I'm, I'm seeing this from men, I'm seeing this from women, I'm seeing this from children, I'm seeing this from everyone, where the people I look at, I see them as... I want what is best for me, and I want everyone to bow down to what I want, and I don't care about making the next generation, the next person behind me better or stronger. And that's something that's kind of been worrying me, honestly, as I'm looking around and seeing uh, people my age and younger. And it's funny because people that are kind of in that generation ahead of me, they're looking back and kind of going, you guys are wimps. What are you doing? (laughs) Oh, you're you're being uh, yelling and screaming because someone misgendered you or something like that. And a lot of people, especially in the older generation, see that as a, I guess you could say almost a weakness and saying, why are you like this as a society? <laughs> so what are your thoughts there? Um, I'd have to be, I'd have to 100% agree with you. Um, now, granted, I don't, I don't have the mindset as... Uh, some people do, some big groups of people, to where they see that society currently does not benefit them, benefit their beliefs, or benefit anything that they're doing. But at the same time, from my angle of it, what I see is I see them making it about them, trying to turn everything they possibly can into something that revolves around them. But I think what they're doing is I think they're so wrapped up in the emotion of this thought of not being hurt, that they're letting that emotion and that anger consume them to the point to where everything they do and say needs to be about this, and anything they touch, see, or hear from needs to show some sort of support for it. Um, And I think, that's funny, uh, the phrase I grew up with is, you only live once. And uh, I heard somebody go, no, you only die once. You live every day. Um, And as simple as put as that is, I think we have just kind of gotten to that mentality of, hey, I don't know if I'm going to be alive tomorrow. I need to live today the way I want to live. And I think, I don't want to say that our generation has become impatient, but what I think our generation is becoming is certain individuals in society are using their their emotion and any country, oh, yeah. all throughout history. The people that change the country are the young people. They're the people that don't have enough time in the world, to understand the world, to grasp the reality of time, grasp the reality of society and living, they don't have enough time in that exposure. So they're usually the ones that are the energetic, they're the passionate, sometimes overly passionate, uh, and overly emotional ones in society that try to push great change. And I, in, in 
to me, certain individuals are using that, and they're exploiting that natural human passion for change, equality, and fairness, and recognition, and affirmation, and they're using that from these young people to try to do these, um, to, 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 to get these gains. I'm being very broad here. To get these gains um, for themselves, mm-hmm. or for another said a party group, organization, or or what have you, um, and then it's sad to see that because they're coming. I feel like it's coming to a point where they're brainwashing these young individuals to the point that, like you said, when did you say this? Um, it's so weird not seeing you guys. I'm literally just talking <laughs> to an empty room right now. Um, well, we're talking to you right now, and we don't see you either, so. <laughs> but you guys can stare into each other's eyes, at least. I can't do that. Um, no. Yes. <laughs> anyways, um, uh, I feel like they're getting brainwashed to the point where they, if you don't agree with them, the phrase is, you're either with us or you're against us. There's no gray area, and there's no potential talk of a gray area. Or I should say, the gray area is talking. Trying to understand each other's viewpoints. I feel like that's not even a, really a thing anymore. And I agree with you, it, it does make me nervous. Um, because the only reason we're here today is because we don't talk. And I've always been somebody who's been kind of against technology and Facebook and messaging. And I've said this even back when I, a few years after I got my first phone, I said, you know, a few years after I got my first phone, which is what? When I was yeah, how long ago was 14. That? Oh, 14. So was that first freshman year of high school? So that's going all the way back to 2010. Yeah. You babies who get your phones late. Now you're born and with them right in your hands. <laughs> True. Oh, you know, we're going to be born. They're going to be born inside of us. Uh, if Elon Musk has his way, it'll be right in your brain. Yeah. Um, and uh, I just, I, I knew that just, just, just entering the world of text messaging and stuff like that and seeing how quickly somebody can blow up over text message. And Aaron and, and Paul, you know Aaron and I easily would overread <laughs> our text messages. But <gasps> once I got out of high school and I would see some of my friends start to take a political stance and it's like if you didn't agree you're unfriended or they just said some of the nastiest things people say things and do more behind technology because they don't have to deal with the emotional immediate emotional response from the person in front of them i've said that for years yep and I feel like that is just adding fuel to this fire of lack of communication. Does technology do wonders and connecting us from long distances? Absolutely. But it does destructive, destructive. I'm sorry, let me rephrase it. It does destruction Mm -hmm. on closer relationships. Relationships where I literally could, you know, drive 10 minutes to go talk to somebody, but instead, I'm going to let my anger consume me, and I'm going to text it out to him right now, and before you know it, we're not friends anymore, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah, and, and you see that a lot nowadays, because I've talked about this before. Text is a horrible method to convey um, intent and emotion behind it. 
Yeah. And and honestly, you know, and, and people, you know, they're, they're just going to be misunderstanding at times where you have to go, hey, what did you really mean by this? But and usually people who are mature enough, who are strong enough, are able to get over the fact that maybe there was a miscommunication and they are able to then hash it out and get past it and continue forward on whatever it was, you know, whether it was an unintentional insult or an unintentional uh, misread into the wording and or you were adding emotion in where there wasn't emotion or you're adding the wrong emotion because that happens with text, which sucks, which is why they're like, hey, let's do uh, meta. And um, yeah, that's going to be a whole new level of horribleness when that hits mainstream <laughs> meta. But, but no, I agree. I, I definitely see my generation. Um, I definitely see my generation uh, doing more of a, a self, self-focus um, than an actual idea for long-term. Because in reality, I've told Aaron this, nothing is really going to change. Gradual change happens, how should I put this, as generations die off. That's just, that's, that's how it is. Yeah. You have people that are set in their ways, and once they reach that, reach that age and they die, the people that may have believed that, let's put it like this, this has happened, because mm-hmm. we have seen a change in the United States. At one point, slaves became free men. At one point, blacks were given rights. The same thing with women. At one point, women were counted as actual people of society. At one point, women then became able to vote. So change doesn't happen overnight. Change happens over the course of time as old generations that were stubborn or grew up a certain way mm-hmm. die off. Likewise, one of the things that can be challenging for an older person is they may have the jo- they may have the experience for a job, but because they're older, they could have a certain way of doing things that a newer company doesn't like or doesn't want that person to do, and it's easier for them to hire somebody young who's inexperienced to show them exactly how they want to do something than it is to try to retrain an older person. Um. But I see my society trying to fast track it. Yeah. We need to change this. We need to change this. We need to change this. And it's just like, well, hang on. You do realize that other people have other voices. But then they come to the conclusion of, I don't care. They didn't listen to us before. Why should we listen now? And that's where I come to, like, back to, again to the conclusion of they're being manipulated because they don't have that concept. They don't have that concept of time. They don't have that concept of 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 graduating with different stages of progress. You know, it's you can't snap a fingers and next thing you know, the whole world is has the same view as you. It's impossible. But in the process of trying to get there, they're being energized with anger and at this point, some of them are willing to go uh, to, to do hypothetically speaking, hopefully not literally, possibly literally, we don't know these days, uh, willing to do war over basic thoughts, basic words, um, basic meanings and texts. Um, Yeah, how how dare you 
ascribe a different definition to a word than I do, even though my definition is my only definition. Come on, Josh. And it's not even, exactly, and it's not even the definition in the dictionary or that has been um, governmentally accepted. Even you know? they change definitions now? Uh, who knows? Yep. Yeah. But the definition has a different definition. What, ooh, that's actually a good question. What is the definition of definition? <laughs> leave oh, it to you. <laughs> leave, yeah, leave it to Josh. Yeah. It, have you ever heard, I, I don't know if you've ever, you might have heard this phrase, Josh. And, and first, I'm going to ask this question. Right now, as you kind of look out around your generation, let's say, okay? And, and I'll assess my generation in a second here. But as you look around your generation, that includes you, that includes Aaron, that includes, you know, guys you know, married, unmarried, and all that, that, you know, around your age. Would you say that a majority are good strong men or kind of weak men? <sighs> I see Aaron's response, but I want to hear what your response is before I reveal what Aaron says. You know, the more and more that I sit here... Or I think I sometimes wonder if I should have become a lawyer. Um, <laughs> definition of strong and weak. Um, the definition of strong and weak. Well, in this case, weak like is it subjective. Well, in this case, to think of weak like any little pressure, they causes them to cave in. Causes oh, them to cave in. Um, going on and on about. You didn't use the right pronoun for me. <laughs> I'm they, them. Okay. You know, that, right, stuff like response. that. I feel like men in society are becoming both. They're, but the, um, let's put it, the, uh, not all men, not all men, uh, but I, I feel like they're becoming both extremely weak and extremely strong. My, when you put, my Go wonder, ahead. I say, my wonder then is how many of those that appear extremely strong, the quote unquote classical alpha, uh. are really just putting on disguise. To trying to make them more alpha or less alpha? To, to make them look strong, quote yeah. unquote. They're faking it. Yeah. That, that's always my question. Whenever, you know, you know, you always make a joke about, you know, guys who, buy big trucks and all that. You're like yeah. a compensation stations and all that stuff. Oh, you know, yeah. you know, you know, and part of me, when I see certain guys and how they act, um, my, my, they think the they're strong in their terms, but are they doing this act so much that it's, you know, compensating for how maybe weak and fragile they actually think of themselves Sensitive. as. I think, I think one of the biggest turning ports in history Ports, ports, points, points. Okay, I was uh, I was I was wondering where that was going, but okay, points, not ports. Got I, I it. I think one of the I think one of the biggest turning points Damn in God. history that started to shape, um, shape what we're gonna call traditional. I don't know how to put it. Um, the the the, the traditional masculinity. Okay. That we that we, that we know of. If you go back in ancient times, a man say man's everything's the man's. You know, I think the traditional. Uh, the, I, I think the point in when it, it shifted to where masculinity started to be shaped 
is when we started to go through the time frame of um, uh, we were coming out of survival and we're transitioning into convenience. Okay. Um, because now at a point you you don't have to yeah, back in the day the men were the ones that hunted the men's were the one that that built uh, things uh, the men's were the ones that fought wars they were the ones that did a lot of the dirty work um, now I'm not discrediting women from doing dirty work because anything that pertained to home living tribe living when the men were away had to be done by the woman and if it was dirty work they had to do it or maybe they did it I'm mm-hmm. not as a historian on any of that um but i from the knowledge of what i can say you had your traditional generals gender roles women are home men were away men brought home money women made the meals i think that started to really shift when we started to have more and more of a convenience factor mm-hmm. in life where we had more and more choices of how to live life and what to do with life um but in a sense of strong versus weak, I think today we've gone through another shift. Uh, within the last 10, 15 years, I think we've started to see another shift because the idea of masculinity is being trumped. Um, uh, and it's being a, a question, and in some groups' eyes, uh, masculine men, certain feminist groups, uh, believe that... Uh, Men, in a sense, should be the servants of society. We have ruled too long. The world is where it is. Um, yada yada yada. Yeah. Life life sucks because of men, um, <laughs> pretty much. Interesting. And, well, I mean, that's that's yeah. that's pretty much what it comes down to. No, I um, I, I get it, and I'm agreeing. It's just uh, um the reason I asked this originally when I asked, you know, are you seeing the more strong or more weaker in your generation sort of thing. There's a quote. I'm sure, I don't know, you might not be familiar with it. No. Um, it goes, hard times create strong men. And oh, we're just talking about, you know, back at the beginning sort of deal thing. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. Weak men create hard times. And then the cycle repeats. <laughs> and so, so going off of that, yeah, kind of, I'm, I'm walking that direction. You have outside pressure that, in a sense, I would agree, hard times make good men. Mm-hmm. Because you have to you have to force yourself to do stuff that are uncomfortable. You have to force yourself to, 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 to get into areas that you may not normally get into. You have to um, stretch. You have to grow. You have to learn. You have to adapt. You have to expand um, your knowledge base, possibly. Um, but when you have internal pressure, I think this is where you have that divide. The internal pressure I'm talking about is what is the definition of masculinity? And society is portraying, um, I don't know if you've seen the recent one, but uh, society has portrayed uh, not a Mr. Claus and Mrs. Claus, oh, Mr. but a Mr. Claus and a Mr. Claus. Yeah, I saw that one. That was, that came yeah, out of... Yeah, that to us a while ago. Somewhere, one of the Nordic uh, regions. Yeah, I saw that. It was not Norway. That's why I said Nordic, Norway, and all those areas. I forget exactly oh, what country. Oh, but yeah, I I saw that. Go on. And hmm? I said, okay. go on. I'll have a question after you make a point here. 
And so you have all this internal pressure of what men can, can't do, what they should, shouldn't do, how they should feel, how they shouldn't feel, what is crossing a line, are men too violent, are men too soft. And I think what you're starting to have is you're starting to have this separation. And where I'm talking about, you have too strong and too weak. The too weak of men are the guys that I, in my opinion, they're not, let's put it like this, they're not, they're weak, trying to word this right they're weak in the standards of traditionalism okay traditional idea of masculinity uh and then you have the attributes of uh a uh, uh, strong-willed um steadfast um emotionless uh a, a firm hand you know somebody who is willing to put up a fight um and what i see is i don't see like i said emotionless i don't see those being wrapped around the guys that we would classify as too weak. I see the guys that we see, they're, they're very, uh, uh, um, they're very emotional. Um, they, they, they find things that trigger an emotional response. Really. They find a lot of things to do it really easy. Um, they, um, run, they coward. They don't necessarily try to stand, and 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 put up a fight, uh, and uh, they uh, just they don't. I'm gonna end there before I say something I shouldn't say. I'm trying Ooh. trying to be broad. And I'm trying to nitpick it. <laughs> in, um, but then you got guys in what I will reference that are too strong. Okay. Uh, these these are guys that I think go back to the traditional ideology in hopes to preserve their masculinity these are the guys that i sit there and i think they actually try to become um more dominant more sexually dominant especially with their households um i, I see them trying to be uh, more emotionless you know you know have less emotion um i see them uh, uh trying to pick fights that don't need to be picked you know i i see these I, I feel like this internal pressure is pushing men two directions. In a sense, like politics, you get pushed to one side or the other side. If you're not for one side, you can't be for the other side. And that is what I would classify as a result of internal pressure from society trying to nitpick and change what masculinity is. Now, I'm not saying that masculinity needs to be changed. There are some things like, for example, how back in the day, men used to beat their wives. That was common. They would hit their wives for doing something wrong. I don't think that's that that's allowed. That should be allowed. I I don't agree with that. Um, yeah, but I I don't know of anyone that would argue that that's the masculine thing to do. It was societally no. accepted that it was the, that but that back happened. in the day it was. So in in I'm saying that in regards to change, there are some changes that are good, but I think there are some changes that are are, are too extreme. So I have a question here. Then what is because you keep referencing, you know, this internal pressure from society. I would actually classify that as maybe an external pressure, uh, not an internal pressure, because it's coming from outwards, coming from society. But regardless of how you classify that, regardless, I mean, one one of the things that I think, and this is where I'm starting to go into, you know, my when I when I look at it, you know, definition of what it means to be a man. You know, you have to have that steadfastness to stick to what you intrinsically internally know to be true 
um, even if society at, at a whole is telling you, no, that is not what you should be doing. Um, and, and regardless of which way, you know, we're going based on, you know, your definition of too, you know, trying to trend too strong or trying to trend strength, uh, trend too weak. The fact is that we have to learn how to take what society says and say, no, don't care what you say. You know, uh, as one writer put it, we've become chocolate soldiers um, in, in that way, in that any little pressure that comes our way, we melt and we give in to that and we do what they want, that, where that be, you know, like, like you were saying, being too emotional or too less emotional or whatever, you know. And, and I have to agree with that statement as a whole, as a society we've gone from being able to say, no, you move, and instead say, how far would you like me to move, sir? <laughs> and that's, unfortunately, I think yeah. where we're at. Um, we need to get that internal fortitude back. We've lost that over the years, over the, I, 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 my brain wants to say ages, but not ages, but we've lost that over the years. We've lost that internal fortitude, that ability to say, this is right, this is what I'm doing, you may not like it, and you may not approve of it. Tough cookies. Cry me a river. <laughs> Cry you a river. Is that what you said, Johnson? Yeah. Cry me a river. Because I because I think we have gone too far on both on both extremes. There are people who have gone to both extremes. Uh, real actually really far, unfortunately. Because you guy you got guys who will play the very submissive. Oh yes, I have whatever you want, honey, and do whatever. And then you got guys who are like, nope, and, and treat their partners as their property. Yeah. And mm -hmm. they're like, oh, this is how what it means to be a man. You're going to respect my boundaries. You're going to do what I say. That that was another quote that got me mad from Jack Murphy. He's like, she did not respect my boundaries. Boundaries are part of being a man. I was like, screw you, Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I keep letting that guy get in my brain. <laughs> getting me upset. <laughs> he did a lot of stuff I'm not a fan of. But that that's what I think. We need to get back to some of that internal fortitude to, to know that the direction we're going is the right direction and stick to it and continue. Now, that doesn't mean, you know, what if we're wrong on that direction? We still need to have the humility to admit when we're wrong and say, yep, I was wrong on this. Um, I need to change. I'm sorry, I maybe did something that was out of line. You know, if you snap at someone and be like, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have snapped at you. That was my mistake. And, you know, and walk it back and, you know, own it. That's yeah. the other thing. We need to own take our ownership. mistakes. We have to take that ownership. We can't just, I think you even touched on this, Brewer. We can't blame everyone else for what happens. What did you say, Aaron? Be the victim. We're, we, yeah, exactly. We're not always a victim. Now, there are times like if you're mugged or something like that, you're a victim, okay? But Yeah, but uh, every but, little bad thing that happens to you, I mean, you know, I, well, uh, just you may. You're oh, not a perpetual tries. victim. No. And I see like there's just people make any kind of excuse for out of anything to say why either they messed up or something like that rather than just saying, well, oh, I just, I literally messed up. You can't I think, blame I think anything and everything for everything that you do wrong. <sighs> I think it's also one of those things too where, at least I've noticed that, when people do mess up, uh, even if it's a simple failure or a big failure, 
I've been getting a vibe that instead of the successful people, they see failure as a need, okay? Because if you're an entrepreneur, entrepreneur. if you build a business and you're a millionaire and then turn into a billionaire, you have learned nothing because you didn't fail a few times first. Uh, an entrepreneur yeah, that can does, still learn something. But in the in the essence of the amount of information that you would get from failing a few times first before you actually truly succeed, you know what to look for and you know what areas to avoid. Oh, you have a better understanding of what not to do, which therefore whittles down your decisions on what to do. If you just do it first hands right first time, you have so many choices to choose now, you don't know what to choose because one wrong choice may bring your entire company down. I see a lot of people, in my opinion, try to milk the victim stage. Yeah. Oh, we got that. Yeah, that, oh, that yeah. that's left and right inside of uh, the news. And, and it's like... And it's like, why don't we use? It's, I, I remember somebody would have something happen to them, and they would sit there and they would try to find a way to not let that happen to them again. We're not even at that point. We've 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 gone so far away from that. It's like, oh, if something happened to me. Woe is me. I need I need support for the rest of my life. It's like, really? Yeah, we're chocolate soldiers, as this person wrote. The littlest oh. of pressure just melts us. And we're done for. We're no longer that man or woman that we once were. We're now this puddle of goop on the side that needs to be coddled and reformed. And we're and and, and let's be honest, society. I mean, how many people were offended because people, while Trump was president, would you know people were wearing MAGA hats and that. You know, the the amount of people upset about that was insane. The amount of people upset about uh, phrases such as. Uh, let's go Brandon is insane as well. You know, it, I get why they're like, oh, it's really saying F Joe Biden. I get that. But you don't have to be like, I need a safe space and crying and all that or stuff going on right now. It, it, I, uh, it's it's ridiculous, the amount of crazy stuff. At least I am having, I guess you could say, some hope. There was a college recently um, where some, uh, it was in Arizona actually, where some ladies kicked uh, student out of the student union because he had a Blue Lives Matter sticker and they got triggered and offended and they like forced him out and the school finally came back and ruled that they were in the wrong. Whoa. So I was like, okay, I have a little bit of hope. But anyways, Josh. Oh, I was, I remember talking to somebody and uh, they were, they were uh, talking about how America's racist and they were like, I can't believe we voted um, Trump uh, once. I'd, I'd be afraid to see us vote for him twice. And I'm like, if America's truly racist, why did Barack get two terms? Why Explain that one to me. Hmm? I said, or why did he even get like the chance kind of thing? Exactly. How did he even get there? How? Trust yeah. me when I say this that 
there are a bunch of people, and I, I, I tried to follow the argument, and I can't. So I'm not even going to try to explain it. But someone tried to explain to me the argument of how we're racist, but uh, Barack got reelected. Oh gosh! And how that shows that we are racist. Oof! If he got reelected, yeah, because Barack Obama got reelected, that proves we're racist. I I couldn't follow the guy's argument, so I was just like, I'm done. <laughs> That's why I'm not even going to try to reproduce it right here. But I have heard someone try to make that argument before. Some people just have too much time on their hands. It makes no sense. I know. And and it really comes down to a whole other concept of, you know, we got to be – not everything is, you know, this grand master fault of everything. It comes back to that victimhood thing, you know. In reality, we got to take accountability for our own actions, and those are the only ones we can control. I cannot control Aaron's thoughts and reactions. I cannot control Josh's actions and thoughts. You know, Aaron, not that he is, I know him well enough to say this, but Aaron is not, you know, going to put on this nice, you know, friendly attitude around here and then go home and be the most racist against Mexican person ever in the world. Ah! You know, I know him well enough to be able to say that confidently, but it is easy to put up a front and be like whatever, and and be the PC person out out in the public, and then be a racist back home. And that that really comes down to you can't control how that person reacts. You can control how you react. You can help maybe educate how others you know what their knowledge of stuff is, but ultimately it's up to that individual person. To be responsible and do the right thing. You know, it's, what is it? Um, Jordan Peterson's, his 12 rules of life for life. You know, the core concept of it is, hey, clean up your room and get your house in order before you start criticizing the world. You know, in other words, you're taking personal responsibility. You're taking initiative. You're taking things and you're being accountable not only to yourself, but to the others that you know that would, you know, be around that. Because then, you know, you got your stuff in order, people might listen to you more. Otherwise, you know, you, you're out here criticizing all these things, saying all these things, doing all these things, and then you go back home and it's like, oh, look, it's a hoarder's house. my <laughs> house. <laughs> Pretty much. So, I mean, you know, it's one of those things of it, it comes back down to we need to – we need to be comfortable with being uncomfortable because being uncomfortable, that friction, that's how we change. That's how we grow. That's how we learn. That's how we continue to be who we're supposed to be. Yeah. And uh, this other article, uh, it's on, I don't think they actually give me the name of this person who did this. No, they don't. Um, it, it's from a website called Warrior Poet Supply co.com what uh i love this loaf segment we have all become little kings what uh what he's saying essentially is you know hey back in the day when there were castles and all that you know all the peasants would live on the fields they'd be hot they'd have to you know do all these things they froze in the winter but the kings you know they were taken care of they were temperature control you know a little bit better than they were fine you know they were comfortable and i think they're right in that in that we're always seeking comfort. Oh, for sure. You know, we're always like, oh, whatever I got to do to get comfortable, 
I don't want to be inconvenienced or uncomfortable at all. And I'm not saying like a comfortable house to live in. I'm saying even in matters of conversations and yeah. matters of whatever. Interactions with people. Interactions with people, yeah. And I, I think we've all become to the point where we don't want to be uncomfortable ever. And that is hard for some people. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's pretty much, I mean, if you get, I don't know, I guess, it's like if you can avoid conflict, then stay away from it. Less problems. Less problems equals you feel better. Yeah. That's the most important thing is that you feel good. Good vibes, bro. <laughs> so I'm going to answer the question that I asked earlier for my generation. Um, and and my generation is where I'm starting to see that transitioning of that uh, good times create weak men mentality, where we're like, because I'll be honest, there's a lot of guys in my, you know, my age range and that, who are willing to let whatever happen, they don't care, as long as they get good public accolades, like they have to be popular, they have to know what's going on, and they don't care, they don't have that fortitude to stand up and say, this is wrong. I need to stop doing, stop this. Or, and I'm not saying like not allowed to happen. Like you go up to a person and control them and that, but you know, stand up for what's right. They don't have that, that gumption. They, they want to sit back and go with what the popular opinion is. I'm seeing that in my generation. So I can't even imagine seeing it in your own social circles for you guys. And even younger generation, I can imagine it's even worse. And then we're going to... Aaron doesn't have a social... Yeah, Aaron, Aaron is completely unsocial. He's the least social of all of us. He yes, sits in his yes. cave the most. Yes. Speaking of which, well, he's, he's probably the one that needs to follow the Jordan Peterson book most. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, he is the one that had COVID for two weeks and then up and left his parents for some dude out in Pennsylvania. So Okay, that sounds just wrong. wrong. The way he said it just now. Just <laughs> No, I had... COVID for 10 days. And then what would be the second week of me being not doing anything with my life? I went out to Pennsylvania. Yeah, but the way he phrased it was Yeah, wrong. I know. You made it sound awful. It was much more than that. Okay, Mr. now that you just made it worse. <laughs> that was for music. And I met a bunch of other people, not just one man. Okay. Jeez. <laughs> I, I don't know how well that Pulse. forehead slap came through, but oh my goodness. Anyways, Josh, any more thoughts on what it means to be a man that you want to expound upon, express, and or rant upon? Willingness to listen. Ooh. There you go. That's a good one. I, I'll agree with that one. Mm-hmm. What? Aaron, do you not agree with that oh, one? I agree with that. No, one. he's that's his um agreement um. Oh. That's his like meditating um <laughs> like he's in full agreement. Yeah, I'm listening to you. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I was a little dismayed reading the news this past week. Did you did you see what guys in Texas are doing? No. No, no. What are they doing? Because of you you know the Texas abortion law, the heartbeat bill. Yeah. So because of that, to protest it, guys in Texas are going to get vet, uh, vasectomies. 
Oh my! I, I just what? sat there and read that. I was like, okay. Oh, <sighs> I'm glad they fully understand what's going on here. <clears throat> so yes, they're getting the sectomies. Yeah. So right then they should to protest anyways. the 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 abortion ban in. So there's a there's an article at the Washington Examiner from the 30th, December 30th. I'm going to read you the first two sentences. Uh-oh. And I want your opinion, Josh. If you're a man who supports abortion, there's only one way to prove your commitment to the cause. You must get a vasectomy. Hang on. Stadium. All right. This is from the Washington Examiner, December 30th, 2021. If you're a man who supports abortion, there's only one way to prove your commitment to the cause. You must get a vasectomy. So stupid. A reversible vasectomy, I would assume. Uh, per- more, most are. Most are. But just to get one, though. If you support abortion, abortion, you should get a vasectomy. Yep. That, no. Uh-uh. I feel like if you support abortions, you should have more abortions. If you support abortions and you get a vasectomy... You're stopping abortions from happening. Exactly. Again, this is the whole clout social media. There's no internal fortitude. They're going to go along with what people around them say they should do. Yeah. That's so... That's why I keep going back to that is like, there has to be something, you know, I'm not saying a man is a guy who's like big, hairy, chested, you know, muscles everywhere, you know, whatever. I'm saying a guy is, a man is someone who is willing to stand to their beliefs and stand strong in the face of external pressure regardless of where that pressure is. At the mm-hmm. same time, they are also committed to their wife. They are not abusive to them, but they help guide and lead them. Obviously, if they're married. If they're not married, then they shouldn't be <laughs> with anyone's wife. Um, right. You know, but they are also willing to serve and be strong in their community as examples of, hey, this is what it means to have that gumption, to have that fortitude. That could mean you're a programmer. That can mean you're a car person. That can mean you're a musician, whatever. Doesn't matter on the profession. One profession isn't more manlier than the other. Uh, a boxer is not manlier than a, a hair cutter. Don't care. They can you know, go do hair all they want. Doesn't matter. It's are they doing the best in their profession or not? Are they doing what they are called to do and are they willing to stand up for it? That's how I define it. I don't care. I notice I didn't put any sort of and and Josh too, to Josh's credit. Uh Josh didn't put any physical traits in there, near did I. Actually, I will put a physical trait in there. Okay. No, you did it. I know which one he's going to go for probably, but go for it, Josh. You got to look like Aaron Johnson what? to be a real man. Okay, so I, you're calling I me just... not a real man. I got it. Calling yourself not a real man then, too. Yeah, for real though. Hey, you hey. Just threw yourself You're calling yourself less of a yeah. man than me at this point. No, 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 no. Paul, do you have a beard? I have a goatee, not a beard. Close. Okay, all right. You're hanging in there just, just by a few hairs. 
Aaron, my chitty chin chins. <laughs> wow. Well. Wow. Jeez, Luis. Now, by his definition, Goldman's more of a man than you, Aaron. Ah! <laughs> and he's the least of a man out of oh, man. us. No. What are you talking well, about? Okay. You really got to look into that. All right. Uh, I'll explain that to you in a second here. Any other comments, Mr. Brewer? Because I, I, I want to put that part after the recording. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Um, no, no, no. All no. right. Johnson, any comments? Uh-huh. No, okay. <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us and having uh, Mr. Brewer back on again. Wow, it's been a while, and let's see when the next time will be. Yeah. And maybe next time not in quarantine, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy the quarantine. Enjoy all the fun. Yeah. And ho- hopefully after the end of your quarantine, you'll go, I'm going to be a daddy. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, that's what I'm waiting for. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> that's actually what I was thinking you were saying earlier today, Aaron, when you were like, oh, Josh won't be able to be on. <laughs> and I was like, oh, did he just announce he's going to be a dad? He, he, he's, he's got a kid on the way. Well, well, Amy's, Amy's hope is... Uh, uh, it's uh, what is what is the phrase? I don't know. Ah, uh, frick! Three and phrase? done. Uh, no. Three and Two one and done. done. We won. Two, two. Just two. Just two. Oh. Uh, okay. Boring. Well, still, you might you might end up with a kid that's twenty seven. And still living in your basement when you... His name will be Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron Brewer, get up here. And that or his name will be uh, 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 Nora. No, shut up. Nora? That's my name backwards. Oh, I was like... Sorry, wasn't thinking. Okay, well... Except Nora will have uh, probably right in the back of uh, a U-Haul on a rocky, bumpy road instead of a uh, uh, going for a ride inside a uh, dryer. Wait, what, 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 instead of your dryer ride. Wait, why? The, why? Why? What? <laughs> I'm trying to. Why that though? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Thank. Uh, enjoy the rest of your quarantine, bro. Yeah. We'll talk with you later. Yeah. Adios.